G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 12. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, the big city carnivals are over for the time being and we head up to uh, the regions for this Saturday's main action in Victoria and New South Wales. It's Cranbourne Cup Day and in Newcastle, we have uh, a big program headed by the $1 million hunter, Joel, uh, the local powerhouse stable of Chris Lee's, has been trying to win this race uh, ever since it started. It's had 13 runners across the three years. He's had the runner-up every year, uh, but it's been won by a Sydney stable every year, and the Sydney stables would be fancied to win it again, would they not? Yes, Barks, it is another pretty good lineup for the Million Dollar Hunter. Uh, you speak of Chris Lees, he's only got the one entry this year in Gem Song, who's a bit of a, a hard nut, and I wouldn't rule him out of uh, having some sort of a chance. He had a couple of others entered for the race that, I think three others entered that uh, did not get a run, and they all go around in the benchmark 88 race nine, as will the favourite, Waihaha, or the favourite for. Uh, in early betting for the hunter, Waihaha Falls, who will be a warm favourite in race nine if he doesn't get a run in the big race. And I think he was, uh, yeah, he was sort of $4.80 uh, late last week and then blew out to about 8 or $9 and I realised it was going to be tough for him to make the field. But, yeah, it is a good race, the hunter. I think there's plenty of chances. A um, couple that I like have got whitish gates. A uh, couple have drawn quite well. We see a couple of horses coming back from assignments, uh, races like the Everest and the Golden Eagle, so no doubt uh, that class, you would think, would shine through. The locals have had a bit more success on Cranbourne Cup Day. Dan, uh, Robbie Griffiths and Matthew Decock winning the Cup last year with King Magnus, and uh, they normally go pretty well, which I guess is not that surprising, given that uh, following the closure of Caulfield, Cranbourne is just about the uh, Victoria's Leading training centre. You have spoken to Matt DeCock this week, and um, well, he's got a couple of chances uh, on the program, but nothing in the cup this time. No, of course, King Magnus winning for them last year, and I think the hope, probably sort of uh, three, four months ago, was that he'd come back here and defend his crown, but uh, just taking a little bit longer than they would have liked to recover from a pretty lengthy uh, last campaign. He's won some good races in the autumn, and but look. With that said, it's shaping up. It chases a cracking field. It should be a really good race. A few of these, um, too many sort of recent winners in the field, but a lot of them field have been running well in sort of group racing races this spring. And if we can get their chance to sort of um, just get on the board this preparation, but very competitive race, and uh, that's reflected in the market. All right, let's start at Cranbourne and uh, we'll take you through. Uh, there's only the one black type race, that being the Cup itself, but. Uh, there's quite a few feature races worth 175000 and up. We'll uh, take you through those. The first of those is race two, O'Brien Real Estate. Three-year-old Cranbourne Classic, 2025 metres, worth 175000 uh, for three-year-olds, naturally enough. It is a handicap. And money for jam for someone here, Joel, because this is not a great field. No, you're correct there, Barks. We've got... Um... Well, a horse up the top that is show, has shown a bit of class in Skiffy Offs. He's trying to 
I guess, pick up a bit of a consolation prize this spring, having gone through the Guineas, the Vars and the Derby. And yeah, he's got to be in the mix just for the drop in class. But uh, it really tells you the strength of the race. I'm going for a horse that's had two runs for a tenth and a ninth. And I speak of amalgamation number nine. I see he is also an acceptor for a maiden at Seymour on Friday. But uh, this Dundeal gelding, he's been in the market both starts, including that debut at Flemington behind Brosnan and a couple of other smart horses. There was good money for him that day. And whilst he didn't um, figure in the finish, his run wasn't disgraceful and they tipped him out and brought him back at sale he was sort of back in behind them never really got to build his revs just racing like the longer trips going to suit so yeah in a race i've really got no confidence at all i've sort of had a bit of a throw at the stumps and put him on top of two dunkel he is another son of dundeal who did a good job winning his maiden on debut at the valley looks a promising type i couldn't take odds on about him though uh, one skiffy in for third and for fourth i've thrown in number four seran goon who was pretty good against the older horses at Cranbourne start two and then took on a stakes race during Cup Week and was well beaten, but uh, could bounce back. Nine, two, one, four for me. The two on top, Dunkel, pretty impressive win on debut at Rooney Valley. So had a bit on them there as a three-year-old maiden on a heavy 10. Don't think you'll get those conditions here, but um, had to be impressed with what he did quickly up to 2,000 metres seems, to 2,025 metres seems. Uh, Will suit him down to the ground and look hard to beat. Um, I think the two got the one in next uh, Skifios, who you know, stable. I haven't been shy with a mispreparation. He was 10 lengths away in a derby last start. Prior to that, Caulfield Guineas run and the Vase run, they weren't too bad at massive odds. Um, sort of all beat him home than he beat home, but look, wasn't completely out of place, I thought, in those first first and second up runs. This is a much easier assignment to what he's seen. Um, in for third, I have the five. He's a legend. Been ticking over nicely, this preparation. And in for fourth, I've got the three. Got to be savvy. Two, one, five, and three. Uh, well, like Joel, I've thrown in a roughie to win this one, and it is uh, number eight, Reservoir Dog, who uh, has just been placing in maidens so far, but uh, does have... A few more runs in the legs than a couple of these, this prep, and uh, out of a Zabil mare, I'm hoping, will, uh, I'm hoping and just hoping that uh, the 2,025 metres will do the trick for Reservoir Dog. I've got Dunkel, got to be savvy, and Scipios for second, third, and fourth. Eight, two, three, and one for me. Next of the feature races is race five, Rosemont Stud, Phillies and Mares Pendant. 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with one here who's uh, poorly placed at the handicaps, but to number 10, Mia Fancy, I think there's a bit of upside about her. I followed her for a while. She did a pretty good job last prep, winning two from four. I liked her first up run at sale. She did all but win. She just bumped into Najun Suhail, who ran a blistering time that day and has backed it up with a pretty good run down the straight at uh, Flemington, finding one better. She's out of the good mare Tickle My by Toronado. I think there's a lot of room for improvement with her. As I said, she's poorly placed at the handicaps here, only getting two kilos off Paul's regret. But, um, yeah, there's a fair bit of upside, I reckon. So I'm going to back her each way from six, Cardigan Queen, who was pretty good coming from last uh, to finish midfield, first up at Geelong. She was a bit stiff not to win a couple of times last time in. Uh, In for third, number one, Paul's regrets. Going really well, had some... Strong late splits, both first up and second up, and then wasn't beaten far in that blanket finish at Flemington during Cup Week. 
did win this race last year. And two, Mega Mia's going pretty well also. Uh, she had some pretty good splits last time out at Geelong and prior to that at Flemington. Uh, was less than two lengths from the Group 1 placed ex-leader. So she's certainly going well enough to win. But it's a pretty open race. I've gone with one with a bit of upside. Ten from six one two. Agrees with you, Joel. I thought the 10 Mere Fancy was uh, well over the odds. Um, first up run at sale behind a pretty promising horse in Najim Sahar, one from the Griffiths de Kock yard. I spoke to Matt de Kock this week about, and they've got a big opinion on that horse. And as you said, Joel, um, that horse since run well at Flemington sort of franked that form. Mere Fancy's got form around that literary magnate. That's obviously reads well for this. The handle's all going, and um, with that sort of run under a belt up to. Uh, 1,400 metres, and a, a track that she has won at before, thought she um, ticked a few boxes at the 10, so I thought well over the odds. In for second at the five, she's all class. I think the preparation, she hasn't won one this prep. She's only won one of 14, but she's been running in better races than this. Um, no luck at Flemington last start, just could not get a run, and then even when she was sort of out shifting back to the, sort of to the inside there, she more or less went to the line untested. Um, group three race last start back in a grade for this, um, and I'm up to 56 kilos. So, with the break, she's she's all class, can certainly win. Four fortunate kiss, um, hasn't been all that far away. This preparation, of course, she's as we touched on in a previous episode, she just hasn't had much luck. She sort of had a chance, I thought, last start, um, but again, wasn't beaten all that far. This is a drop in grade for her, and in for fourth out of the six, Cardigan Queen. Uh, 10, 5, 4, 6. Uh, yeah, I thought she's all class, who's uh, one of the better suited at the set weights and penalties here, and obviously we uh, all saw that last run. My only query is probably, could it be one run too many syndrome to beat? Paul's Regret, Adela Moore and Mere Fancy, 5, 1, 3, and 10. Race 6, first leg of the quaddy at Cranbourne on Saturday is the freeway Ford Shooting Star, 1,500 metre, Class 3 at set weights, John. Yeah, interesting sort of race. I think you had to have had nine starts or less to be eligible, something like that. Um, I have gone for one of the three-year-olds uh, in number 10, Liberty Steps, trying to salvage something from this campaign. He's uh, ran pretty well in the listed race at Caulfield, two back, and then went to the Carbine Club, and he was just okay there, but I'm just hoping he finds this a bit easier and and uh, yeah, look, I think if he's you know if he's sort of going to be that sort of stakes class horse in the future, then I think he's going to need to go pretty close in a race like this. So not not really confident, but I've lent his way from seven Braden Star. A big watch on this import with the Buston Young team. The only win in the UK was impressive. Only lightly raced, and they booked D Oliver for the first up run. So certainly respecting of him. Our four Thala from the Professor Decock team won. Very well at Packenham last time out. Certainly looks on the way up and in for fourth. I've got number eight, Cantina. I've been following this mare, and she's been pretty consistent. Just has had her chance the last couple, and I'm just not sure where she's at in terms of running 1,500. But she's pretty honest, and she won't be too far away. 10, 7, 4, 8. Thala on top. Uh, import third up at Packenham last start, and was able to find the front there, control things and he was uh, far too good gave a good kick there late to win pretty impressively looking at the speed map he probably leads again uh, from barrier six there's a uh, uh, decibels 
is another who can go forward. She did last start winning at Moorfield, but she's drawn much wider in 13. So I think Thar will be able to kick up the lead and uh, hopefully can it's a bit of a picture uh, repeat of uh, last start. <clears throat> of course, it's a tougher race, but uh, I don't think the, the rising trip will worry him. So Thaler on top for me. About the 10 in next Liberty Steps gave a bit of a, a chance to uh, in that Carbine Club, but a little bit disappointing to, to my eye. It's maybe a firmer track here will help. Um, he's run some really good races in better sort of better company than this. In for third, I got the two Victory Bay. A nice win on the synthetic first up, uh, beating a handy one who's since franked the form. And in for fourth, I have the 11 Missy Longport. Also down to run Booney Valley on Friday. Will be hard to beat if there, but um, if here, she's got to be given a chance as well. Thought good in a pretty strong benchmark 70 race at Mornington, two back. Um, uh, Missy Longport and horses, obviously, like most of these, uh, still has the best racing ahead of her. 4 10 2 11. Uh, I am with the uh, mystery import, Braden Star to beat Thala, Come On Eileen and Staunch, 7, 4, 9 and 3. The big one at Cranbourne on Saturday, second leg of the quaddy race, 7. Ladbrokes Cranbourne Cup worth half a million, 1,600 metre listed quality. Joel, I suppose uh, a question is what's the track going to be like? Good 3, which these days means bone hard on Thursday morning, uh, 4 to 8... Mills forecast for the remainder of, uh, sorry, 3 to 10 for the rest of Thursday and then 4 to 8 on Friday, not much on Saturday. I'm thinking sort of not much worse than a soft 5. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, I was sort of thinking, you know, soft 5 or 6. Originally early in the week, I think there was quite a bit of rain tipped for Saturday and then that's sort of been pushed back to Sunday, I think. But, um, yeah, look... A couple of these probably sweating on a lot of rain falling. It's a pretty good race. I'd be happy, I think, with the field they've got. There's a very competitive race. I think there's a, a lot of chances. I've ended up settling on the mayor, Belle Placier, number 11. She's having a pretty good campaign. She was uh, second at Caulfield on 1,000 Guineas Day, went up for the invitation and was just held up for a couple of strides. Um, probably would have finished a lot closer. She was less than a length from the winner as it was. And then went to the Group 1 Empire Rose and, and probably... Just out, out, raced outside the lead with no cover and may have just sort of overdid it a little bit. Bit have taken the blinkers off here and she'll probably get ridden with a bit of cover from gate six. So she's racing well. She likes the cut out of the track, so rain probably advantages her if it arrives. Uh, nine Visionarian for second. He was backed as soon as markets went up on Monday off uh, off the nominations. He was a good winner first up, albeit only narrowly, but looked to have plenty of improvement to come and then went to wait for age in the Crystal Mile and probably had his chance, but ran pretty well. This suit's better, down to 54 and a half. A five-hour playboy, he definitely wants some rain to arrive. He was runner-up in this race last year. He's going really well. Uh, the Sandown run was excellent, very good late splits, and then just had no hope in that uh, five diamonds period at Randwick. The tempo just didn't suit at all, but he still had good late splits. If the rain does come, he's going to be very hard to beat. And two just folk just doesn't know how to run a bad race. He's got another... Big weight to lump, and he may well find one better him than him again. He's got three seconds in a row on the board, but uh, yeah, he's certainly a chance, and yeah, there's plenty of other hopes. It's a wide open race. Eleven nine five two. Yeah, with the very consistent just folk on top. Look, he probably wants the rain to come. He's a much better wet tracker than he is on top of the ground. It's not to say he can't win if it is a sort of a good three, good four track. But um, look, his form. His prep without winning has been very good. As Joel said, three seconds in a row, he 
easily beat uh, He's a Shocker in that Craven Plate at Randwick. That was taken out by Cascadian, who, who had the better of him pretty easily there. But wait for age, level weights with Cascadian. Ran a pretty game race to run second. And then sort of wide, covered ground last start. Um, I follow me, Diaz. It's too strong for him late there. But again, with 60 kilos on his back, he was very gallant in defeat. He's bursting to win a race here. Back in um, uh, great for this. So to get a soft run from the draw, but with luck at the right time, I think Just Folk uh, is one over the odds in this. It is an open race, as I said earlier, but I think he's uh, uh, happy to have an each-way play on him. Second, I've got the five, our playboy. Um, his best form, certainly good enough to win a race like this. Up to the 1600 metres suits. He's got two wins at the trip. Visionari in for third. Look, he's had the 15 starts, five wins, but I think he's still a horse. It's still improving. Um, tough win first up on top of the ground and then perhaps maybe a little bit too wet uh, last start against some of those good horses at Wait for Age. Back to 54.5 kilos here. And in for fourth, got Crosshaven, who, look, I gave push for him that, that group two last start at Flemington to Linlithgow and um, he was pretty disappointing he's been sitting up on the speed perhaps maybe a quieter ride here and from barrier 15 he's likely going to um, get one of those so one more chance for Crosshaven I think worth throwing into exotics he's certainly good enough but yeah has been a little bit disappointing uh, 2598 Visionary for me to be just folk ironclad and buffalo river 927 and 4 and last of the features at Cranbourne on Saturday is race eight. It is the Procon Developments Apache Cat Classic 1,000-metre handicap. Joel? I've gone for the, one of the locals here in number 10, I.M. Law. Uh, we haven't seen him since September 30, but uh, that was the culmination of uh, our trick of wins. Uh, Trevor Andrews has got this horse going great guns. All three wins at 1,200, mind you. Um, so... Fresh over the thousand, it's a different game, but he will go forward, and I think he'll run a really good race. The form from his wins, which have been on wet ground, so rain won't be an issue. The form has been holding up really well. He's beaten beaten a few subsequent winners and a couple of subsequent stakes performers, so nothing wrong with the form. He's just a, a horse that's improving with racing. So I've got him on top from the hard fit Ashford Street, who is consistent. He hasn't been able to win one this prep, but he's going well. Looked over the odds, um, 20 something dollars, eight Midwest. Well, the level of improvement is going to be interesting with this bloke. He won six from seven last time in, and we haven't seen him since April. Probably doesn't need to improve too much to measure up, but if he has improved, he's going to be hard to beat. And four, he's a bolter, really interesting runner, of course. He was uh, one of a couple of horses that Will Clarkin sent to Dubai earlier in the year. He performed well in a couple of his assignments. He's a talented horse when right. He's another that opened up 20-plus uh, odds, and that probably looked a, a shade of overs. Ten on top for me, though, from three, eight, and four. Quite keen on Midwest here. Um, look, that came of age last prep, one, six, of seven. He's been jumping out really well at Flemington, ready for this. They sort of patiently handled him. Uh, last prep, they you know didn't rush him to any sort of stakes races. He just continued to work through the grades nicely, and he just kept uh, building that picket fence. Um, the only defeat he did suffer last prep, he sort of led right to the post and was grabbed uh, right on the line. So, underhand fresh will obviously be right up on the speed, and as I said, two nice jump outs leading in. So Midwest should be ready to fire first up. Got the ten in next iron more. Of course, he's building a bit of a picket fence of his own in this preparation. 
Um, Andy Horse and Savannah Cloud in his past two. In for third, I have the 12 Jigsaw. I think can run a race fresh. He does come to hand first up. Um, this is trained on the track. And in for fourth, I've got the five, ranting 8, 10, 12, 5. Eight for me, two Midwest to beat Shimino, I Am War, and Scissor Step. Eight, one, ten, and six. Uh, I mentioned my value bet was uh, race two, number eight, Reservoir Dog. And my best was race three, number one, Port Phillip, who does have to uh, give Kissinger five and a half kilos from their last meeting, which Port Phillip only just won. But I'm just betting that he's got a little bit more improvement and uh, has also had that run since then. Uh, to get him ready for the 25-40 metres. Joel, we've heard about your value bet race 5, number 10, Mere Fancy. Tell us about your best, which comes up in the last race, 9, number 4, Beaufort Park. Yeah, you're going to need a bit of luck when you're making a best bet. A horse hasn't won for 741 days, but I'm happy to see some support. I thought $26 was uh, way over the odds. I see he's into around 11. Now, I speak of Beaufort Park in the last Um he is trialling really well. Saab Hassan's given him a couple of official trials rather than the jump outs over a shade further. He's going really well, in my opinion, and I think he's well placed in this race. He didn't have much luck at all last prep. He was stiff not to win one. He ran some really good races in Melbourne. Then he sent him north. He was fourth to Jojo was a man, and then second to Jojo was a man. Uh, Cross Talk was in that race. That's black type form. And 61 and a half. Yeah, big weight, but most of them have got a big weight in this race, and I reckon this has been a bit of a target. They've uh, trialled him up, ready to go first up, and I reckon it's a very winnable race if he brings that form from last prep. All righty, and Dan, your best and value bet, uh, well, Midwest was your bet. We've heard about both of those, so we're talking race eight, number eight, Midwest. And the value bit race five, number 10, same as Joel's, Mia Fancy. Newcastle, as I mentioned, is the venue for uh, New South Wales Metropolitan Racing on Saturday. And there's several very good races here. And we are going to kick off with race number four, which is worth 300000 It is the... New Zealand Bloodstock Insurance, the Beaufort, 2,300-metre handicap. Joel? Yeah, we've only left with, they're only left with eight horses here. There's a few more among the entries. Um, I am with Gin Martini. I think she's ticking over nicely, this mare, from the John Sargent stable. It tackled the Golden Pendant first up, then went to the Yanks, and there was nice improvement shown. And then last time out, should have fought out the finish. She just couldn't, uh, couldn't get the gaps when she needed to in the straight. And that was a good effort with 57 kilos. Went fourth to Pale King, who won last week. So nothing wrong with the form. She gets in on 52 and looking for this longer trip, I would have thought. So just a bit of more upside about her. Uh, from one Cooker Archer, well, we saw him improve in the Rose Hill Cup last time out when he finally got on top of the ground. Uh, he'll get a dry track here. Uh, in for third, number three, Chalk Streamley. It's a dry track. First time we've seen him on the dry in Australia. He's promised a lot and hasn't quite delivered. Uh, he does a bit wrong in his races, but maybe the dry track will bring the best out of him. And in for fourth, number eight, King Frankel was scratched at the barriers as favourite last week. He's on the up. He gets a big weight drop for the rising class. He'll press forward and he gets his chance to measure up in a better race uh, on Saturday. But six for me from one, three and eight. Uh, I'm with similar numbers. I'm with the one on top, though, Cooker Archer. Uh, that 
dry track last start. He was in the Rosal Cup. It was his best run of the campaign. Um, we should have finished a little bit closer with even luck, but we'll get a similar conditions here. And um, I think the Horizon trip will uh, be uh, much of an issue. Sort of ran well in a Q22, uh, that wait for age race one by New Mirian in the Queensland winter. Uh, over 2,200 metres, so good track, up and trip. Uh, I think a couple of ticks there for Kukaracha. Put the eight in next, King Frankel down uh, with the very low weight. Of course, inform horse will be up on the speed and take catching with that that um, low weight. In for third, I have the six, Gin Martini, ticking over nicely this preparation and ready now fourth up. Of course, one over this uh, one fourth up last preparation. And in for fourth, I have the three, Chalkstream. One eight six three. Across to race six at Newcastle on Saturday. Uh, in fact, we'll skip that. We'll go to race seven. New Zealand Bloodstock three-year-old NJC Spring Stakes, sixteen hundred metres set weights. Joel worth two hundred thousand. Yeah, not a bad lineup here. Uh, we've got a couple of horses coming out of stakes races and a couple of horses coming off um, strong provincial slash country wins that I think are going to be carnival class. Um, two of them here that are hard up, are hard in the market. A three save a date for me and six Kazalark, but I'm with Kazalark, big fan of this bloke. Uh, he'd been trialling up super before the debut at Rose Hill. He just got a bit got it a bit wrong. They sort of went along at a quick tempo. He hung on the turn and then knuckled down later. It was a pretty good run. And then he was scratched a couple of times, wet tracks, wide gates. So they ended up um, having a bit of a break between runs. But then he went to Hawkesbury and it was just uh, he was just classes above there. It was a like a barrier trial to win. Um, this is a lot tougher, and he's onto a dry track, but I think he's got a bright future. So he's on top for me in my bet of the day from three save a date for me, who, speaking of barrier trials, it looked like that at Goulburn for him too last start. That was a very easy win. He ran quicker time than the benchmark 66 older horses later in the day, so he should measure up. Seven Candos Cosmos is 50 to one. I think he's a good roughy. He ran the best last 200 of the day, his first start at Canterbury. And the next two runs was running against the likes of Madame Pomery, Ozapenko. Um, his first run at Warwick Farm was good and the step up to a mile suit. So I think he's worth a sneaky dollar or two at 50s. And one, Basquiat, who hasn't quite measured up this prep, but he gets his chance here. He's back a notch on those recent runs in the Golden Rose and the calendar Presnell. But to Kazalark, the bit of the day for me, 6371. Stable mate, a robusto, a big fan of this horse. I thought he ran quite well in some decent races in the during the winter and up in Brisbane there. And he ran at big odds last start on Melbourne Cup Day. Granted, it was a sort of a weaker race to what he sees here, but there was some, I think there's a will be a good form race going forward. Um, and possessed a big finish on him, which he showed that day. So he'll be getting back from that draw, and we'll have to. You know, do the same again. But the way he finished off there indicates the uh, rise of the mile will be no problem. So Robusto on top for me. Kuzalark in next. Very uh, dominant winner. Second up in the Hawkesbury Maiden. Um, looks to be going the right way. In for third, I've got the three. Save a date for me, who was uh, very good winning his last two starts, Kembla Grange and at Goulburn. Um, so just had to come from last at Kembla Grange and then uh, bolted in on a dry surface last start at Goulburn with plenty in hand, so he looks up to this level. And in for fourth, I've got the one, Basquiat. Two, six, three, and one. And the big one at Newcastle on Saturday is race eight, the Hunter, 
1,300 metres quality handicap worth $1 million and 16 of them to face the starter, Joel. Yeah, mine's going to need a fair bit of luck from the barrier, but to barrier aside, I still think he's way over the odds of 30 to 1. I speak of number 14, Tycoonist. I think he's going really well and is ready to win. His run down the straight in the Yule Guy second up was very good. He was just behind likes of Private Eye, Baller, Rock and Horse, so that's top form. And then he went to the Sydney Stakes, and there was no mention of him in the Stewards Report, which I found strange, but I don't think he was sort of ever in the clear in the straight. Ray Williams certainly couldn't, wasn't getting fully at him, and he was right on their heels, finished fifth, alongside Waihaha Falls, who also ran out of room late. As I said, he'll be just about favourite if he sneaks a run, and this guy's 30-1. to 1. I reckon he's ready to win. He gets a big weight drop. He's just going to need a bit of luck from the barrier. Five in the Congo, and six of Alana, I think, are the two hardest to beat. They both come out of the Golden Eagle uh, in the Congo, coming back to the 1,300. Big positive for him, and Valana. Well, he drew 20 in that Golden Eagle. The task was just too tough for him, but he ran pretty well to finish better than midfield. And 3-11-11. He ran pretty well first up in the Manicato, considering he's not a first-up horse. He always improves second up. He, too, just going to need a bit of luck from a wide gate. 14 on top from 5, 6, and 3. Thinking from the same inbook. Joel, I'm with Tycoonus as well, 14. I think he's a crazy price. I know that barrier is a bit of a concern, but... It gets back in his races uh, anyway. He sort of settled midfield last start at Randwick and was was pretty good there. But look, the form ran like Kiku Private Eye in those Group Two races leading in. That's good form for this. Drops from fifty eight and a half to fifty four. Um, he's a really good horse, uh, and yeah, just well over the odds. So with luck, hopefully he's uh, he's in the finish. Seven ingratiating in next. Um, query is up to thirteen hundred metres probably, but I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's much of a query because I thought his, his 1,200-metre runs have been, well, barring the Everest miss last start where he sort of eased out of it there and, and finished last, a 1,200-metre run at Eagle Farm um, on a good track, fourth up, last preparation, was really good from a long way back, hit the line strongly behind stablemate Athelric. Um, you know, if you can handle the 1,300 metres, I think he's right in this ingratiating, so... He's worth a little bit, but each way play as well. One Apache Chase, um, the tough on pacer from Queensland, will um, have no problem at this trip and <clears throat> certainly been this for a long way. And in for fourth, I've got the six of Delana. Um, 14, 7, 1 and 6. All right, race eight, number 14, Tycoonist is the value bet for both Joel and Daniel. Joel's best we've heard about race seven, number six, Kazalark. And Dan, your best is... Uh, in is one of the is the fourth emergency for the hunter, but I think we can be fairly confident uh, that uh, this horse is going to be running in race nine instead because uh, million dollar handicap. Yeah, I think the earth would have to open up and swallow a few of them for uh, <laughs> to have four scratchings in that. So uh, tell us about race nine number one. Why haha falls? Yeah, I think really well placed back onto a benchmark eighty eight. Um, you know, he was a talented horse. He was. From a tough spot in the Sydney Stakes first up, he ran on really well, getting all the way back from that barrier. Won't be nearly as far back here and uh, just should be too classy for these. You'd think, you know, he's going to carry 61.5 kilos even after the claim. Uh, inform Reese Jones on him, who's won two races um, on this horse last preparation. So, Waihaha Falls, assuming he doesn't get a start in the Hunter, which I don't think he will, um, should be really hard to beat in race nine. 
Alrighty, on the main track at Morford Bill on Saturday, it's uh, finals day. We've got uh, finals right throughout the program. And Dan, you are starting us off nice and early with uh, race one, number one, your best. Yeah, Kiki Express. I was on this filly last start at Morpherville and she drifted. She was four four bucks out to $7 um, and she looked like she almost pink, pinched it. Rockstar Megzi, um, who she meets again here, ran over the top of her late. But I think she's a nice horse, a nice filly, Kiki Express. She's been really good in two runs back from a spell. Here third up. Um, I'm going to be with her to sort of break that, uh, get that deserved win this preparation third up. So she's the best. Race one, number one, the value comes up in race six. And with the 10, heavy rotation, uh, having a really good preparation this time. And he's only won the two from 22, but he has won this time in. Missed the start last time at Morpheville. was on the back foot, um, sort of at the tail of the field, but worked home really nicely into third. Um, gets conditions to suit here. 53 kilos after a claim and can jump with them. She had a soft run sort of midfield and um, I think can run a, run, run a race at each way odds. Race six, number 10. All righty. Durban is the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday and there is a listed race. It is race eight. Aqua Stallions Keith now, 1,200 metre quality. Dan, what did you like here? I am with the four. Garibaldi on top, um, very consistent horse from the Tony Golan stable. The last start, he sort of had a freshen up between runs, about six weeks since running third in the Wheatwood, uh, was wide there, kept closing nicely and just missing the, uh, the the Quinella, but it was a very good effort for freshen up here, he does run well when kept fresh, back to a track he does like and um, yeah, just so honest, I think finds a nice race here, Garibaldi and um, will be hard to hold out. So four on top, two uh, sorry, in for third, in for um, in for second. I have the one Emerald Kingdom who uh, was sort of bounced back to form last start with a good front running ride by Jasmine Cornish. Didn't really look like being beat when when they turned for home. And um, after sort of a, a bit of a run of outs, I guess it was good to see him return back to that form. Third is Proper Rogue. The nine who does have to step up in grade here, but with a bit of a winning machine and loves this track. And in for fourth, I have uh, Salatine, who's also down into running one of the early races. But if here, I think can I run well at sort of bigger, a bigger price off some nice uh, of a nice uh, trial. Four on top of nine, sorry, four on top of one, nine and eight. All righty, uh, Joel. Do you have any thoughts on Doombin? Uh, I'm going to have a couple of dollars each way on Vanderpur in that race. The uh, best is probably beyond him being an eight-year-old, but I think he's going all right. Uh, he ran fourth in the show county five runs back. He's, the Wheatwood run was just a write-off. He was a mile away and ran on pretty well. And then the Sydney Stakes, well, that was too tough for him, caught three and four wide. And he didn't have a lot of luck down the straight through Cup Week. So he's been doing some travelling. But uh, he's going okay, and he's finally starting to get down in the weights. And you go back six runs, he was only a length off Garibaldi, and he gets an eight-and-a-half kilo swing. So I don't think he should be 40 to 1, and uh, I think he'll run a cheeky race. All righty. Well, the carnival starts to warm up over in the west. There's uh, five stakes races at Ascot on Saturday, starting with race five, Lucky Grey Stakes. This is a listed handicap 
over 1,800 metres, and our man Hoops likes number 13, pure de devotion to be Lady Chant, Buster Bash, and Stafford's Lad. That's 13, 12, 5, and 2. Race 6 is the WA champion Phillies Stakes, 1,600 metre group 3 set weights for the three-year-old Phillies. And Hoops likes Vampy at play to beat Laced Up Heels, Miss Dracova, and Penny on the Queen, 3, 1, 4, and 2. The seventh is the Colonel Reeves Stakes. That's uh, an 1,100-metre Group 3 set weights and penalties. And it's a bit of a warm-up uh, for the winter bottom, the Group 1 winter bottom coming up in a few weeks, at least for the locals. And he's with Elite Street here to beat Miss Contiki, Vissel Testure, and Indian Pacific, 1, 10, 13, and 4. Race 8 is the Tad Touch Placid Arc Stakes, listed race at set weights for three-year-olds. Hoops is with number eight, Rumour Says, to beat Baby Paris, All Show and Wild Bell, 8, 7, 9, 11. And finally, race nine, the RJ Peters Stakes, 1,500 metre group three handicap. He likes 10, Devoted, to beat 12, Search and Rocks, 11, Playing Marika, and one last of the line. Hoops is best at Ascot, race two, number 13, Rock Legacy. And his value bet, uh, sorry, his, his value bet was Rock Legacy, race two, number 13, best, race three, number 10, Category three, earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, there is a uh, meeting at Tauranga, but more importantly, there is a massive meeting at Rickerton. Yeah, that third and final day of their Cup Week Carnival, and we've got 12 of the best and just, yeah, stacks of horses. A lot of horses backing up from Wednesday and the previous Saturday, and we have the Group 1 1,000 guineas for the Phillies. And we're going to see a very warm favourite here, and she should be winning race seven, number one, Legato. Uh, also by Poissia, trained by the same trainers as Levante, and races in the same colours. And she is showing every bit as much ability as uh, her older stable mate, three from three, devastating winner last time out in a, a key lead-up race at Tarapa. And she should be too strong. I've got perfectly suited number five in for second. Best seller number two for third. And one kiss number three in for fourth. Uh, my best bet on the card is race four, number eight, My World. He finished runner-up when resuming. And then dropped back to 1,000 metres from the 1,200 last week. And that wasn't uh, the right recipe. But he ran pretty well for fourth. Now he gets to his pet trip. All five wins at 1,400 yeah, draw me outside gate, going to need a little bit of luck, but um, I think he'll be very hard to hold out. And my value bet is race 10, number 7, La Power. Hit the line hard at Ashburton, um, first up to get into third. Should be fitter, step up in trip suits, and looks an each-way hope in a tough race. Uh, the visiting jockeys have already been riding a few winners too. Dan Stackhouse through the week and Josh Parr. A stakes race on Wednesday and uh, a couple of winners last Saturday. So they've got a strong book between them again. Uh, at Tauranga in the north, on the North North Island, my best bet is Orleans Bell, race nine, number four. Been placed at her last couple. It's just whether she runs 1,600. Now, she puts herself on speed and gives herself every chance. She's stepping out to the mile for the first time on Saturday. I think she'll be okay. She's drawn one. She's going to look the winner along, for a long way, I would have thought, so... I think she's going to be hard to beat. And my value bet on a difficult program, I've gone for a first starter, an interesting one at that too. Race three, number three, Raj Joyce's. Four-year-old son of Ifraj, half-brother to the recent Victoria Derby winner, Manzois. He won a trial earlier in the year. His last couple of trials have been okay. You wouldn't be rushing to back him off those trials. They step him out over 1,600. 
on debut, and I think that's the key. That's what he's looking for, and it's not a very strong race, so I think he can bob up at each way odds on debut. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the program. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Boys went close, but I managed to keep the, keep our head above water <clears throat> with the fairly weak bet of Captain Envious Place only, but uh, did run third. Bloody good run, in fact. Uh, you know, given that uh, the horse that he beat with and that he came with uh, came from behind and didn't lose any ground to him in the straight was uh, is now the Melbourne Cup favourite for next year. So. Anyway, well done, Captain Envious. Well done, Paul Prusker. I'm sure we'll see more of the Cap'n in uh, 2023. I am going to go for uh, Braden Star as my lazy lobster. That is Cranbent race six, number seven. Joel? Yeah, I'm going to go for a horse that uh, we haven't mentioned, but I'm going to kick off the day with a, a good start, I reckon. We'll go 10 each way. Uh, I don't think it'll miss a place, but I think it's a really good chance of winning. The first race at Cranbourne, number 10, Zusuko. I see you've got her on top as well, Barks. Expensive purchase for John McArdle, 500000 Won two jump outs around Mornington. They couldn't get a run with her on Oaks Day in the stakes race. She was an emergency. I uh, think she's pretty handy. It's obviously a field of unknowns, but yeah, I reckon 10 each way her. I don't think she'll miss a place on her jump outs, and she's a good chance of winning at 10 to 1. Uh, I'm going to go to Newcastle, race 9, number 1, Why Haha Falls. Alrighty, that takes us out for another podcast, folks. Uh, don't forget to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now and in shops first thing Friday morning with all the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of great reading and all your favourite features. Otherwise, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.